They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 6 of Soul Food titled Servants of the All Merciful. In this episode, inshallah, we're going to cover some of the qualities of Ibadur Rahman, the servants of Ar Rahman, the Most Merciful or the All Merciful, Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. And in this episode, we're going to cover three of their qualities. And then in the next two episodes after this, inshallah, we're going to cover other qualities and attributes of Ibadur Rahman, the servants of the All-Merciful. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He combines all of these qualities in each and every one of us through His tawfiq and through His enabling grace and His generosity. Ameen. So we're going to look at the description of those who walk humbly on the earth and the description of those who pray at night and the third description of being people who never feel entitled. People who never feel entitled. So the first description, Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan Al-Attas in this beautiful book, The Blissful Gift, Al-Atiyya Al-Haniya, he then says, be from the servants of the most merciful. And really think about that for a second. That if you are given this title, imagine that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows this honor upon you. It would be greater than being the valedictorian of the greatest university in the most competitive program, which is an amazing feat, no doubt. But if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the majestic throne, bestows upon you this title that you are one of his servants, the servants of Ar-Rahman, imagine the honor and the blessing of that. So then the author says, be from the servants of the most merciful. And that door is open. It's accessible to anyone who takes on these quality traits. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَنِ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنًا وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا The servants of the most merciful are those who walk humbly upon the earth. And when the ignorant address them, they say words of peace. They say words of peace. Even when they're addressed by those who attack them, they only say words of peace. These are His elect servants, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who prostrate and humble themselves before the All-Merciful, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is beautiful because it's a continuation and a confirmation of the advice of Sayyidina Luqman, the wise, that we looked at in the last episode, of not being arrogant and not walking pridefully, but rather Allah describes the servants of His, of the Most Merciful, are those who walk humbly upon the earth. So those who walk humbly upon the earth, yamshuna ala al-ardi hawnan, the scholars of tafsir, they said there's a, a few different attributes that that encompasses. 
One is that they walk with serenity, with tranquility. In other words, they're not rushed. They're not disjointed. They're not all over the place, but rather they're serene. Another is the quality of humility, that when they walk upon the earth, they're humble. They don't think that they're better than other people or look down on other people, but that they walk with this humility. And another quality is that they walk in a way that's dignified, that they have composure and dignity in the way that they carry themselves. And we talked about how when a heart is alive and it becomes connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and becomes purified, that these traits start to become predominant in a person. Sayyidina Al-Hassan Al-Basri said about this verse and about the servants of the All-Merciful, they walk as forbearing people of knowledge. That they walk ulama ulama, as forbearing people of knowledge. Just like the prophets, not harming even the smallest thing. That they do not harm anything wrongfully. That they do not even a, the smallest thing that other people might not think to be important, they still have respect because they recognize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has power over them and that they are His servants. And it's beautiful also that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attributed them to His name, Ar-Rahman, the All-Merciful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have attributed them to any one of His names and attributes, but there's a wisdom behind Ar-Rahman, that they also embody mercy in their dealings with others. And when someone says something offensive to them, they only respond with peace. Qalu salama. Some say that they only said what is good. Others said that they respond peacefully, saying peace. You know, I don't have a problem with you. You can say something offensive to me, but I'm not going to respond in the same way. And our master, Jesus السلام, peace be upon him, was once being insulted by a group of people. And just imagine, I mean, it's hard. What we're talking about isn't easy. It's difficult, but it's worth it. And we need to be reminded of these things so that we can be inspired and we can remain committed to this. So he was being insulted by these people. And naturally, anyone who is you know, overcome by their nafs is going to say, you know, right back at you. They're going to respond with insults just right back. And they were cursing him. But Sayyidina Isa, Jesus, peace be upon him, he kept saying to them, may God bless you. May God bless you. Allah bless you. So someone then said to them, they said, they're cursing you and you're saying, may God bless you. You know, like it's not, <laughs> I don't know if you know what they're actually saying, but they're actually cursing you. And Sayyidina Isa, alayhi salam, he said, they give of what they have, and I give of what I have. In other words, they might be carrying within them ugly things. So what becomes manifest is just their ugliness. But what I have is gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the light of Iman and beautiful character that resides in a heart that is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I can only give of what I have. So they responded, they said things in a bad way, and he responded with blessings, alayhi salam. The next quality, the second description and trait of the servants of the All-Merciful, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ يَبِيتُونَ لِرَبِّهِمْ سُجَّدًا وَقِيَامًا 
those who spend a good portion of the night prostrating themselves and standing before their Lord. So the previous description was about how they carried themselves during the day in their dealings with other people. And then the Mufassirin say, and this describes how they spent their nights. So in the day, in their dealings with people, they're humble, they have beautiful character, and at night they're with their Lord, standing and praying and prostrating. So what does it mean? Someone might be asking, okay, they spend a good portion of the night prostrating themselves. What does that mean? What does it mean to spend a good portion of the night prostrating and praying and standing before Allah? Sayyidina Abdullah ibn al-Abbas radiallahu anhumah he said, whoever prays two rak'ahs for Allah the Exalted or more after Isha, so after you pray the obligatory Isha prayer, if you pray two extra voluntary rak'ahs or more than that for Allah, then that person has spent the night prostrating themselves and standing before their Lord. In other words, they are the people described in this verse. And look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. You know, when I first read that, to be completely honest, I thought it was the stories about the Sahaba radiallahu anhum and their description of standing for hours in prayer. And it seems something that's so monumental, like how am I ever going to achieve that? But look at Sayyidina Abdullah ibn al-Abbas, the Prophet's cousin, who was Turjuman al-Qur'an, who was the one who understood and was able to explain the meanings of the Qur'an and the tafsir of the Qur'an, he said it's two or more rak'ahs. So that's an indication of Allah's mercy. And that we're being invited to take on these qualities. When you start off with two, and you're consistent and sincere, then you're going to taste the sweetness of qiyam al-layl. You're going to taste the sweetness of night worship. And then you'll want more, bi'ithnillahi ta'ala. And the righteous... They love their time alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the night prayer. They love it. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, he said, if the people of the world knew what we had in the night prayer, in the middle of the night, of ecstasy and of sweetness, they would fight us over it. They would want it for themselves. And that the righteous have more enjoyment in the worship of Allah than the people of worldliness have in their worldliness. And it starts with even just two rak'ahs at night. And also the Prophet ﷺ, he taught us that whoever prays the Isha prayer in congregation, in jama'ah, then it is as if he has prayed half the night. And then if that person prays Fajr in congregation, it is as if he has prayed the entire night. So Isha is the first half, and then if a person follows it up with praying Salatul Fajr in congregation, it is as if they have prayed the entire night. These are all gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even if, you know, we're isolated at home this Ramadan, if we have our family members with us, that's a good thing and we can pray with them. Even if we pray alone and we're not able to go anywhere, let's say someone is a convert or doesn't have anyone else living with them, through your intention saying, Ya Allah, if I could, I would pray in congregation the Isha and Fajr prayer, then you'll get the reward as if you did and that you are praying the entire night. So look at how beautiful that is. And if you are together at home as a family, make sure to pray together 
because you will then get the reward of the congregation. The last quality that we're going to cover today in this episode is they never feel entitled. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّ نَصْرِفْ عَنَّا عَذَابَ جَهَنَّمْ إِنَّا عَذَابَهَا كَانَ غَرَامًا They are those who say, Our Lord, keep the punishment of hell away from us, for its punishment is indeed unrelenting. So the scholars of tafsir say, even after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described them as giving life to the night with prayer, he then follows it up with describing their humility and that they have this humble dua showing that despite their committed efforts that they pray at night and they've dedicated themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're still fearful and they flee, they run to Allah and they ask Him for protection from everything that they fear and especially from the fire. And the closer a person becomes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more humble they are. So instead of saying, look at what I do, I pray at night, I do all of these things, I should be guaranteed paradise. No, a'udhu billah. Anyone who thinks that way is either ignorant or misguided. That's not how it works. The Prophet ﷺ, he said that even I need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. And he is the beloved of Allah ﷺ. But look at his humility. Look at his need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his neediness of his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a person doesn't feel entitled or never feels certain of being granted of Allah's mercy. And if someone feels that way, then it's arrogance. And the goal of the spiritual path is to remove all of these veils between us and Allah. And when that happens, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq and really allow us to experience the reality of this religion, which is so profound and which is so great. When that happens, you realize your absolute need of Allah in everything. So these people, these ibadur rahman these servants of the All-Merciful, they remain hopeful, but they also remain fearful. And when they're fearful, they flee to Allah and seek refuge in Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that brings us to the call to action. Ramadan is the best time to cultivate this routine of praying at night. So commit to tarawih in Ramadan, even if you're at home alone, pray extra rak'ahs after Isha and commit to performing tarawih every single night. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever man qama Ramadan, whoever stands in night in worship in Ramadan, their sins will be forgiven. And the scholars say that that qiyam, that night prayer is tarawih. So pray it every single night. And once Ramadan is over, continue to pray extra prayers after Salatul Isha, even if it's only two or four rak'ahs. But remain consistent. And if you do that, you will be among those who spend the night prostrating and standing before their Lord. And inshallah, you will be of those included as the servants of the All-Merciful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq and bless us 
in all of our different affairs. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow each and every one of us in these most blessed nights of Ramadan to taste the sweetness of nearness to Him. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the sweetness of prayer and the sweetness of sujood and the sweetness of dua. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.